Welcome to Common Voice, the podcast of the College of Public Health of Temple University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. David Sarwer, the host of Common Voice, the College of Public Health's uh, podcast. And I'm particularly thrilled this month to have Veronica Hill Milborn, who is the chair of the college's board of visitors and president and chief executive officer of Spectrum Health Services here in Philadelphia, join us today to talk a little bit about her, uh, you know, her role in supporting the college, the work that she, the important work she does in the community, particularly in the in the North Philadelphia area, and then also her thoughts as as somebody who has a really vested interest in our success, on the things that that we can do in the years to come to continue to grow and develop and mature as a college. So, Veronica, welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon, David. I'm just thrilled to be here. Great. So. One of the questions I have for you right off the bat is you've been chair of the college's board of visitors since 2018. Can you tell our listeners who who maybe are a little less familiar with what a, a board of visitors does, what exactly is the role of the board in in relationship to the college? Absolutely. So the board of visitors for the College of Public Health is an advisory board. Um, the board is uh, in place to advise the president um, and Dean and Provost of the College of Public Health, um, and also the, the uh, Board of Trustees of Temple University um, uh, to advise on external issues that impact the community and that impact the college. Each member of the Board of Visitors is uh, utilized to bring their level of expertise as a uh, advisory um, arm and extension to the College of Public Health's leadership. And, you know, I think as I've gotten to know some of the members of the board, and as I think about also just the um, diversity of disciplines within our college, it's it's quite the um, impressive group of people who have done remarkable things with their careers in improving the health and well-being of, of the citizens of Philadelphia, and in some cases around the country, um, really across disciplines in many ways. I assume you'd agree. Uh, absolutely. No, that was strategic. That wasn't through accident. Uh, you know, every time that I have an opportunity to work with my colleagues on the Board of Visitors, I, I feel extremely um, fortunate because they they are exceptional leaders in the, the field of healthcare. Uh, we have chief operating officers, we've got attorneys, we've got engineers, we've got physicians, we've got speech pathologists. And so when we considered the makeup of the Board of Visitors, we looked at each a unique college within the College of Public Health, each division, and wanted to make sure that we had someone whose expertise was reflective of that college, someone who could lend a voice uh, to make sure that the students of the individual departments within the College of Public Health were uh, adequately represented. So that was not, the structure of the, the Board of Visitors was not accidental. It was very strategic and um, we wanted to identify experts in the field that were representative of the student makeup. Yeah, and I think that that's such an important point because 
Um, you know, I think so much, so many times when we think about healthcare, we think about frontline providers, we think about physicians, we think about nurses, and we don't, uh, particularly for students, they don't often appreciate that there are so many different disciplines that fall under that umbrella of healthcare and healthcare delivery. And in some ways, it takes the proverbial village to really affect positive change. And you're right. And you know, the beautiful thing about the Board of Visitors is that they are a um, involved and engaged board. Uh, repeatedly in all of our meetings, we talk about ways to connect to students. Uh, and in fact, this is a board that doesn't want to sit in a room and pass paper. They wanna be connected to students. They want the students to, um, uh, to use them for networking, to use them as mentors. Uh, many of our uh, Board of Visitor uh, Directors have um, recently engaged in becoming uh, adjunct faculty because they want to share their knowledge um, and make a meaningful impact to the College of Public Health. Uh, for me, it's all about my legacy. What will I leave behind when I'm long gone? Will my impact to the college be something that continues to grow and, and, and help our students to thrive. So speaking of your legacy, I, I, as I said, you're president and CEO of Spectrum Health Services. Can you tell us a little bit about the services that your agency provides? Oh yeah. You know, I always get excited when I talk about Spectrum Health Services. Uh, Spectrum is a federally qualified health center. And we've been serving the Philadelphia community for over 55 years. And the services that we provide are generally focused on Philadelphia's most vulnerable citizens. So I like to say that the patients that we serve can receive everything from birth to grade. So we provide OBGYN, we provide primary adult and pediatric care, dental medicine, behavioral health, podiatry, nutrition support. Uh, we have a pharmacy, so our patients can get access to cost savings for their medications. Um, we, uh, I'm trying to think, have we forgotten anything? Uh, and I did say dental services. So everything that a family would need, you can get that service all within uh, you know, a one-stop shop mm -hmm. under the same roof. Yeah, you took that phrase right out of my mouth. And, you know, when I think about healthcare delivery in other settings, um, so oftentimes it's disjointed that, um, you know, as, as I'm trained as a mental health professional, and, you know, there are times where patients are referred to or have been referred to me from a primary care physician or a medical specialist. But even though we may be in the same complex, we're not necessarily on the same floor, on the same building. And despite the strength of electronic medical records, there's so much to be said for the ability to go down the hallway and talk with a provider from another discipline and say, you know, this is what I'm seeing in Mrs. Jones today. What are you seeing? And, and how can we come together to deliver the, the most appropriate care? And, you know, I think for, for the individuals that you serve, it's probably such a wonderful resource as well to know that they can get so much of their healthcare delivered in one central location. And you're right. So we refer to that as our interdisciplinary model. There is cross collaboration throughout the health center. 
Um, for instance, I was speaking with our chief dental officer yesterday. and He was sharing that there was a patient who had come in who, before they started working with the patient, we always check patients' blood pressures. And this patient's blood pressure was extremely elevated. He was able to call one of the primary care providers, have that patient evaluated. Patient needed to have some additional workup, needed to be on, uh, you know, ACE inhibitors, uh, you know, cardiac medication to get them, you know, under control so that they could have that extensive dental yeah. um, service that they needed. That happens all the time. Uh, you know, you spoke about the behavioral health aspects. Uh, the last data poll that I looked at, 25% of our patients had some behavioral health, mental health diagnosis. And I would like to say, I know that that number is higher, yeah. but there's many more. And, and so we have invested a, a great deal of resources in building a mental and behavioral health component within Spectrum to address the mental health needs of the patients that we serve. We have psychiatric nurse practitioners. We have behavioral health consultants. We have a psychiatrist on the team. We wanna make sure that we are responding to the needs of our patient population. Yeah, and, and again, as a trained as a clinical psychologist, that's music to my ears because I do feel like mental health providers um, in, in all forms can play such an incredibly important role in supporting, supporting our medical colleagues um, when dealing with chronic health issues. So I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that you have those services so fully integrated. And I, I also think, you know, as you know, one of the main thrusts in our college right now is this idea of interprofessional education, which is how do we provide opportunities for our students to learn from one another across disciplines and to learn how to ultimately function effectively in those multidisciplinary teams to deliver that, that wonderful care that's so desperately needed. Yeah, I think that was one of the exciting things that drew me to uh, the College of Public Health um, when I learned about the new home for the College of Public Health, that that would create a interdisciplinary opportunity for students from all disciplines to come together and to learn together. Um, that's a very unique model. I thought that was so exciting. There are similar models in the healthcare industry. You know, I think about the program for all inclusive care, where you know uh, all of the disciplines come together daily to talk about the patients uh, and the care model, the delivery of services. You know, in a collaborative way. I think the concept of what Temple is doing is groundbreaking, and to have a part in creating that opportunity is so cool. I complete. I completely agree with you. When I think about that simulation center and that potential of of the level of education and forward thinking education that we could deliver to our students, it's hard not to be really, really excited about it. Um, and to to almost to watch them, and I can't actually wait to watch them kind of walk through some of the the different scenarios that we're thinking about in terms of how do we work with patients who have a medical issue out in the community. We we then transition them in through the facility and then have our students from multiple disciplines interact with them, do their assessments, talk about treatment plans. I, I think it's going to be very much on the on the cutting edge of inter, interdisciplinary education 
going forward. And I think going to be just such a great asset to the college and, and also the university and community. Speaking a little bit about the community, one, one of your facilities is in North Philadelphia, just south of our main campus. Um, what are some of the main issues that you see at that clinic? Tremendous poverty. Um, many of our patients uh, fall well below the poverty line. And the beautiful thing about being a federally qualified health center is that we receive funding from the federal government such that patients who do not have insurance um, can still access care. Now, we're not a free clinic, but we never turn anyone away because of their inability to pay. So I have financial counselors that will work with patients to help them to qualify for medical assistance uh, to uh, see if they qualify for some other uh, discount programs. It might be LIHEAP for energy uh, support. Um, we have access to food to address the tremendous food insecurity issues that we find in you know, the community. Um, another thing is that we see in the North Philadelphia area, in addition to poverty, food insecurity, is the ongoing struggles with chronic conditions hypertension, diabetes uh, are the two prevailing um, uh, diagnoses that we see and we, we work to uh, manage. And then the last is uh, in terms of social determinants of health, the tremendous crime in the Philadelphia area. And it, it impacts people in such a, a dramatic way. It, it, what I am seeing is our uh, seniors, are struggling to access care because they're afraid to come out of their homes. But on the flip side of things, um, the advent of telehealth, telemedicine. Uh, if I think about uh, the pandemic, one of the wonderful things that came out of that is the ability to use telemedicine to provide another access to care. And our patients have responded very positively to that. If you think about telehealth, and that also impacts the College of Public Health with regard to you know health information management systems, mm -hmm. um, you know it has allowed patients who you know ordinarily are afraid to come out of their homes to access their primary care provider. It has also been a tremendous benefit to our patients with mental and behavioral health um, conditions. They can have the counseling and support in the privacy of their own home uh, without the anxiety of having to go out. So those are the predominant things that we see, you know, in the North Philadelphia and quite frankly, across the city and all of our health centers. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that you mentioned telehealth because I think that um, that is one of the, the lessons that healthcare learned during the pandemic. Um, but, but also, I think it, it and indirectly ended up being a reminder to all of us that going for in-person healthcare, um, even if you're only paying a modest copay or you're, you're billing insurance, can still be a, an expensive, if not an inconvenient thing to do. Um, that is, it's 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 not just the fact that your appointment is at two o'clock in the afternoon and maybe you're done at three. 
it's you've got to take an hour to get there and you have to pay for parking or childcare or you're going to lose wages. And then you may burn, you know, if, if your provider's running late, then that one hour appointment is now two, two and a half, and you burn the entire afternoon. Whereas telehealth takes out all of those other barriers to care. Um, and I think many of us um, would completely agree with you that it's it's been something that has been eye-opening to many uh, general practitioners as well as specialists and saying, I can be as efficient as I could be otherwise in an outpatient setting when I'm working with people via telehealth. And no-show rates and cancellation rates across the board from what I'm hearing are down dramatically. Oh, my goodness. During the time when we were relying primarily on telehealth, um, our no-show rate dropped into the single digits, uh, which is phenomenal. And in addition to that benefit, our quality measures, and we always track quality measures, you know, um, how effective are we managing patients on their diabetic medications. If you're able to check in with Mrs. Smith every week through a telehealth appointment and then to, you know, tweak the medications that she's been prescribed and to, you know, um, assess any complications that she might be having and to be able to make those adjustments on the fly, it makes a huge difference. And to let the patients know, hey, your provider is there. We want to work in a partnership where you're adequately cared for. It, it makes a huge difference. Um, I pray that telehealth never goes away. Mm -hmm. And we're working um, daily with elected officials and regulatory bodies to make sure that it doesn't. Um, but that's another thing that, you know, is exciting about students and the College of Public Health that want to pursue a career in public policy mm -hmm. or in, you know, possibly working on the payer side of the house. Having this um, understanding of the community and uh, uh, appreciation for the social determinants of health only make our ability to serve uh, patients in the community much more of a richer experience. I completely agree. So your bachelor's degree is originally in nursing. Um, and did you, you know, looking back to that time in, in your academic career, did you ever imagine that years later you would be leading a comprehensive health services program? I can't say that initially I did. So I, I, I like to tell people that community is part of my DNA. Um, as a young child, I always knew I wanted to be a nurse. I was that little girl that had bandages on all of her baby dolls. Uh, somebody <laughs> fell, I was the first one on the scene to deliver the care. And uh, so I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and my first job was at uh, a local community um, hospital where I saw tremendous disparities in the way care was delivered to patients. And I thought that the way to address that issue was through education and health promotion programs. And that worked somewhat, um, but it did not have the impact that I, I wanted. I thought if I could educate my patients to become advocates for themselves, that they would be able to make 
healthy choices and that they would be able to navigate the complexity of the healthcare system to uh, create better access for themselves. And that worked marginally, <laughs> but it, it did not have the wide impact that I wanted. So quite frankly, um, beyond pursuing my master's in health education, I thought, well, I'm going to go to law school <laughs> and I'm going to work on developing policy and I'm going to attack the diversity and, and, and health equity issues from a legislative perspective. And so I worked as a, a home care nurse administrator during the day and went to Temple Law School at night uh, with my cake flying behind me. In the <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I like to think that my career, which has been both on a, a provider side of the house, I've worked on developing continuums of care for a number of organizations. I've worked in acute care. I've worked in skilled nursing. I've worked uh, on the payer side, I've worked for Independence Blue Cross and Health Partners Plans, and and uh, I've worked in D.C. creating policy, and uh, so now working at a federally qualified health center, all of those unique experiences have come together to allow me to create um, substantive impact in the community where it all started for me, you know. I'm a Philadelphia native. To be able to transform patients' lives, make communities healthier, it, it it's a dream role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I I am I'm struck in listening to that how you know none of us ever really know where the twists and turns will be in our careers um, with respect to what we thought we wanted to do on graduation day, whether it's as an undergrad or a master's degree or an advanced degree or where we end up being years later. And, um, you know, I think sometimes the challenge for students in particular is to realize that it's, it's more about your passion and your sweet spot and what's important to you in terms of the contributions that you want to make to the world around you and not necessarily about the where and the title and those kinds of things. It's, you know, if you can kind of keep an eye on that North Star of why you went into the field you went into in the first place, you may find that you make contributions in many different ways to public health, to healthcare more generally. And, and you may not, you know, you may have at one point in time said, oh, I want to go be a physician. And years later, you find out that you're still making incredibly valuable and important contributions, even though you didn't end up with the degree or the career you initially thought you wanted to have. Right. That 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 is absolutely true. Um, you know, my husband, uh, who is a uh, physician, he's a cardiologist, Temple graduate as well. So we are a family of Temple Else. We're very proud of that. Temple made family. A temple made family. Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, my husband uh, still practices, but he is uh, the coroner of Montgomery County. He never thought he would be the coroner of Montgomery County, but mm. in that role, he is able to impact healthcare 
and community services from a legislative uh, position where he has a seat at the table for health promotion programs and you know community initiatives. He would have never guessed that that would have been a role that he was going to be at at this point of his career. So uh, you can imagine that the conversations around the kitchen table are quite riveting at the Millbourne House. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. Mm -hmm. So in the few minutes that we have left, I want to turn back a little bit to talk more specifically about the college. So you've obviously been part of our community for quite some time. And as we were just talking about, you've been part of the the Temple community and the Temple family for quite some time as well. What do you see as the college's greatest strengths right now? Well, there are many, uh, you know, streams that the college has. Uh, the faculty at the college, um, the expertise of the faculty is extraordinary. The commitment to research and uh, development of programs and services is extraordinary. Um, I often say that to be a, a, a product or a graduate of Temple means you're Temple B. And that has a connotation um, that I think students should feel proud about. Being Temple B infers that our students are equipped with exceptional knowledge recognized in their field of expertise. But in addition to that, a commitment to community and an appreciation for diversity. Because being a, a Temple student, you are exposed to communities where there's wide diversity and you're taught on how to create a culture of inclusion. Um, and also Temple students come out with their sleeves rolled up, ready to work. Every Temple graduate that I have ever hired, I have never regretted it. Hmm. They are well prepared. So I say, I believe that that speaks volumes to the education, the rich resources that Temple students get at Temple. Yeah. You know, um, the the cost of an education at Temple is very reasonable compared to most uh, institutions. And so to walk away with a degree from Temple uh, at a, a reasonable price point is huge in today's world. Again, the network of resources that students have, and it's a shame that they don't avail themselves to that network of support that exists uh, because it's there. Um, I think those are wonderful assets for the college. And in addition to that, the opportunity that we are embarking upon in creating the new home for the College of Public Health, which will create that interdisciplinary model is, as I said before, is innovative. It's groundbreaking. It does not exist anywhere across the country. And why wouldn't it be Temple that would be setting the charge and creating this you know, presence in our country? I feel enormously proud to be part of that. Yeah, I'm, and I'm right there with you. And, and um, 
I, I can't help but think a little bit about the students that I teach. I, I teach health psychology every semester to the undergrads, and the majority of them each semester are freshmen. And you are absolutely right that the, the experiences that our students bring to the classroom are so incredibly diverse. And when we talk about things like social determinants of health, it's very interesting to talk about their the differences that they witnessed in high school um, from you know, people who will say, well, you know, I'm, I'm well aware, you know, I grew up in North Philadelphia, I grew up a few blocks from campus, and I'm well aware of some of the challenges that people who live in those neighborhoods face, whereas many other students have never thought about the fact that um, what a luxury it can be to live in a, let's say, a suburban or a rural environment where you're not woken up by police cars and ambulances driving down the street several times a week. So you can get a better night's sleep, which is going to impact your health as well. And obviously, that's just one of many examples. But I, I completely agree that that's where our college is just so very unique and has such tremendous potential um, as we look towards our new building and, the, and the, the facilities and programs that will be in there to really be on the cutting edge of, of the leadership of public health, not only in the city and the region, but across the country as well. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think back to one of the most life-changing experiences I had in nursing school. It was a public health um, rotation where we were sent out into the community to um, conduct a research project to find out where people shop for their food and the cost of food, the cost of accessing fresh fruits and vegetables and a underserved community often is three times the cost of what you might be able to find in a suburb. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that, if I can't as a uh, individual access healthy food, how can I manage my diabetes? Mm -hmm. How can I control my blood pressure? How can I maintain a healthy weight if all I can afford to eat it's pizza and pasta because that's affordable. Right. Right. Uh, or go you know, go to the the you know the restaurant on the street corner that's convenient and you know that you can walk there with a relative degree of safety. Right. But but then you over rely on that convenience store, that fast food restaurant, because the ability to get to the grocery store, the farmer's market becomes that much more difficult. Absolutely. It, education. Mm -hmm. Um, as a child. You know, um, growing up in, in the Philadelphia community, I've done some volunteer work in some uh, public schools in Philadelphia. And, you know, it, there are unique differences. My children um, went to school in the suburbs. And when I would look at the access to the quality of education in the Philadelphia schools compared to what I experienced outside of Philadelphia for my children, it was heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And and there's a, a disparity and, and students at Temple will be able to have an impact and hopefully be able to change that dynamic. Um, and we all have a responsibility to give back and to make things better. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things I'm so proud of about the curriculum at Temple um, in the College of Public Health is that we're preparing our students to go into these um, scenarios eyes wide open 
and develop solutions to address those health equity issues. And that's part of the legacy that I'm focused on at this point in my career. Am I equipping the students? Am I creating an opportunity for them to learn from these programs within the college? Are we creating access? Uh, and, And the student makeup. Is the student makeup at Temple reflective of the communities that we seek to serve? And I believe it is. Yeah. So throughout our conversation, you've dropped some fantastic pearls of wisdom to our listeners. Um, But I want to end with one last question for you. What other bits of advice do you have for uh, students who are listening, who are thinking about joining the College of Public Health community, some of our current students? Um, What words of wisdom would you share with them uh, for individuals who are interested in pursuing Uh, a degree in public health or being in one of the disciplines represented in our college? One of the things that the COVID pandemic has taught us is the importance of public health. Uh, And there are so many opportunities within the public health sphere, whether it's as a provider, whether it's through research, epidemiology, whether it's on health systems and in creating access, uh, uh, innovative models to care, nursing. This world is endless. The demand for students is beyond um, your, your imagination. As students within the College of Public Health We don't run away from the fire, we run to the fire. Mm -hmm. So there's a boldness that exists as an alumni of Temple University. There's a a banner of pride that we carry. Um, Be comfortable in saying I'm Temple made, that truly does mean something in the industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm enormously proud to be a Temple alumni. As I said, my husband is a graduate of Temple. Our youngest daughter is now uh, Dr. Uh, Elizabeth Milborn. Uh, She's a graduate of uh, Temple's physical therapy program and is working and is thriving and and values the richness of the experience that she received at Temple. I'm so proud she picked Temple. Uh, (laughs) So so, uh, you can't go wrong with no, and I, I have to say, you know, uh, if I remember this correctly, it was last year at graduation where you were had the opportunity to give her her degree. And and as a parent uh, and also somebody who shares a great sense of pride of being part of this college's community, it was it was incredibly uh, touching to see you you both share that moment. And and I think, you know, for all of us, we we you know to be able to share that point of pride with with our children when they do wonderful things and then to share that with the world as part of our job descriptions as parents in some ways. But um, well, Veronica, I wanna thank you again for just a really, really wonderful and inspiring conversation. Not only your views of the college as um, chair of our board of visitors, but also your experience as president and CEO of Spectrum Health Services. Um, you know, we, you, sh- you and I share a lot of the same passions for where the, the college is, where we would like the college to go. And, and I hope that that came across to, to those who are listening today. So thank you again for spending some time with us. 
And for those of you who have been listening, this has been the most recent uh, uh, episode of the College of Public Health podcast, Common Voice. And I look forward to you joining us again next time. Thank you, David. You have been listening to Common Voice, a podcast of the College of Public Health of Temple University. If you are interested in learning more about our academic programs and scholarship, or providing financial support to Common Voice, our programs, or students, please visit us at www.cph.temple.edu. Thank you.